0: everyone, welcome back. I hope you had a fantabulous. Now I'm actually sounding like my husband. He loves to put words together like fantastic and fabulous. So (laughs) let's start this podcast off by making up words. I hope you had a fantabulous week. Um, (laughs) We had a busy, busy weekend. Um, Some good stuff, some not so great. Uh, this weekend was actually prom, and um, my oldest son went for the first time with his date. And I think I shared with you a couple weeks ago about <laughs> the person that helped us at the tuxedo shop or the, um, the, the men's suit shop. Um, <laughs> he's, his handwriting was not the best. I am happy to report there were no problems at all with Jake's tuxedo. Everything looked perfect. Everything matched. It was gorgeous. Um, Couldn't have been happier with how everything turned out. He had a great time. And um, yeah, my mama heart was full, taking all the pictures, posting all the pictures. Um, It was a great weekend for him, (laughs) Not so much for some of my other kids. Well, you have heard me talk about Ben before, but Ben fell at recess. And <laughs> I have to laugh now because the school nurse calls and says, uh, it's not an emergency, but you have to call right away. <laughs> and so uh, they called me at work. I then called Jim, told him he's got to go to the school and pick up Ben, take him to urgent care. So He fell. He has this, like, big laceration on his knee, side of his knee. He was going to try to catch a football, was looking behind him to catch the ball, and didn't see another kid run right in front of him and fell over top of that kid. I think Ben took the brunt of it. Um, but because there wasn't enough skin to stitch the, the, I guess, laceration is what you want to call it, um, they used foam. I have never heard of this before. I don't know if any of you have experience with foam. Um, You can let me know. (laughs) Let me know how you did with it or your kid did with it. But he has a piece of foam like packed into his leg to help cauterize the bleeding and then also create a scab. So what's really interesting about this procedure, whatever you want to call it, is they told us that he would be good as new In 48 hours, like whatever he wants to do in 48 hours, he's got free reign to do. And my husband's like, really? Because he has some soccer games this weekend and some basketball games and and he's going to be okay. Oh, yeah, he'll be great as long as he's up for it. Well, no, no, he's not. The kid is limping. He's got this gash on his leg. Granted, it's not dripping blood, but if he were to so just even bump into somebody... This whole thing would rip apart. So I'm not quite sure where the person that took care of him thought that he would be okay to play a contact sport in 48 hours. But let's just say Ben is sidelined for this week and possibly even next weekend. Um, We actually ended up taking him to uh, the ER this morning because the swelling was so bad. And we just wanted to make sure there was no infection. But Thank God there was not. So hopefully Ben will be on the mend soon. Always, always something. And my one daughter, she's struggling with growing pains right now. I think she's being a little dramatic, but, you know, I don't know really what to do to help her except empathize and um, give her ice packs. So some kids are down. Some kids are having fun. You know, there's never a dull moment here. As much as I would like (laughs) there to be some just peace and quiet. Um, Never, never, never. Oh, yeah. And then Jake tells me uh, today, he's like, yeah, I think part of my tooth is missing. I'm like, what? What do you mean part of your tooth is missing? So we have wisdom teeth consults coming up for my oldest two boys on Tuesday. I'll let you know how that goes. I'm hoping there's a two for one deal. I'm pretty sure there's not. Um, but hopefully the oral surgeon can tell me what's wrong with the tooth and maybe he can even fix it. I'm hoping for it. (laughs) So anyway, that was my exciting weekend. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope, um, you got to spend some time with family or friends and be outside. I don't know what the weather will be like when you're listening to this, but, um, I don't know. Everything's better when you can be outside. So today's topic is actually, um, I heard a lady talk one time and she said, you know, lose weight the way you want to live your life. And I thought about that sentence for a while because I love it so much. I do. I had a, a client this past week who came to me for weight management. She was looking to lose some weight and she asked me, uh, well, what do you eat in a day? What do you have for breakfast? And I get that question a lot um because my clients may know that you know I have a large family and running a business there 's just a lot going on, so let 's figure out what works for her and you know I started going through all the foods I eat, and she 's like, "Well." That might work for you because, you know, you're just in maintenance. But for me, I have to be really restrictive. And I just looked at her first and I was like, well, I don't know if I agree with that statement. You know, I think for so many people, if their their goal is weight loss, in their mind, they're thinking they're going to have to do something really, really restrictive in order to get results. And I think that's the problem. They try to get really, really restrictive, realize they're unhappy, it's not working, they hate it, they hate life, they hate the people they live with because restriction is not fun. And so when you're doing something that's not fun and you're miserable and starving and all the above, you quit. And so even though we think restriction is the answer, it's actually what keeps us in the diet cycle and what keeps us in the the binge restriction cycle right i told you before by definition of binging is a natural response to restriction so guess what if you don't restrict you don't binge that's how it works and i know a lot of people struggle with binge behavior overeating, eating past fullness to the point of uncomfortable or sick or, you know, or don't feel well. Um, but it's a natural response to restriction. And so this lady that came to me in her head, she's thinking she can never eat anything enjoyable while she loses weight because she has to be super strict, super restrictive. And so if that's you and you think those thoughts as well this episode is for you. I really want to dig in and talk about this concept of losing weight the way you want to live your life. Not the way you think you should, not the way you have in the past, not the way you think it has to go because in order to be happy, you've got to first be miserable. I want to actually teach you how to enjoy the process. Because remember, when you enjoy the process, you'll stick with it. You'll do it for the long term. And so let's talk about that today. What does that look like? Well, one of the first questions we have to ask ourselves is, what do we want? Right? What do we want? What do we want in different situations? What do we want this journey to look like? And I always say grab a piece of paper and a pen because I do my best work when I'm writing things out. When I'm thinking about it, You know, then I get distracted with my to-do list or, you know, a bird or squirrel, right? Something that comes into my frame of view. But when you get a piece of paper out and you write, it speaks intention. I know it's a pain in the butt, but this is where all the real work is done. So just trust me on this one. All right. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. And I want you to think about what would you like this journey to look like? I don't care if you have five pounds to lose, if you have 35 pounds to lose, if you're looking for a weight loss, what do you want this journey to look like? You know, I know for me personally, I will always eat cake with my kids on their birthday. That's a non-negotiable. So write that down. If that's one of your non-negotiables too. I know for me, when we go on vacation, I'm going to want to try foods from that region. We like going down to the south because I hate cold weather. I hate anything about being cold. So I'm always going south. And so if we're in the Smoky Mountains, I'm going to have barbecue. You know, if we're, oh gosh, I'm just even trying to think. When Jim and I went, you know, to uh, Punta Cana which was a very long time ago. I don't want to <laughs> anyone to think that I've gone there recently. I'd love to. Um, but we went there for our one-year anniversary. But we were trying all the different island food, right? When we went to Maine, one time I went north, and I made sure I researched it, that we would be there the hottest week of the year. But we had lobster rolls, right? Like, so if we're going to travel, I want to eat the food that is... I guess I don't want to say native to that region, but I want to experience all of it. And food is a big part. And so I want you to think about what do you want this to look like? You know, what are those special moments that you don't want to miss out on that may involve food? See, what happens is when you start to get really clear on what you do want, it's very easy to see where you can make compromises. So for instance, let's say, you know, we use that example of my kid's birthday. Typically, I let my kids pick the menu for their birthdays. They can pick whatever they want. But the foods that they're picking, I'm not really excited about because they like their, like whether it's chicken nuggets or mac and cheese, like traditional kid foods. Eh, It's okay. I mean, I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite. What I'm really excited about is the cake. A lot of my kids don't even like cake. They like ice cream cake. So I make my own ice cream cake and I do it up and I make it the way I like it. And so if the cake is the most exciting part, it's easy for me to make sure that I just make a really big salad along with whatever foods they pick. And Maybe go lighter at dinner so I can have a bigger piece of cake with my kids and celebrate with them, right? When I'm on vacation and I told you I want to try new foods and I'm excited about doing that, well, then I start to think about if that's what I'm, I really want, to go out to dinner tonight and enjoy this, this food, then where are other areas that I might be able to make healthier choices? You know, for instance, breakfast. Breakfast is not a big deal to me. I know it's a big deal for some of you. It's not for me. So I can easily make eggs and grab some fruit and either make that in our kitchen or um, our, not really our hotel room, but if we, we usually stay in like the Verbos or Airbnbs just because of how many people we have. But I don't know. I'm not going to go out for breakfast. If what I'm really most excited about is going out to dinner that night, you know, I know for me personally, I really like exercise. It just makes me feel good. It makes me feel strong. It makes me feel confident. It manages my stress. So when we go on vacation, I make sure I exercise before everybody else wakes up. So that way it's not interfering with the day and what we want to accomplish. So when I figure out what I do want, which, again, example, I want to go out for barbecue, I realize, well, what are the things I'm willing to do to make that happen? I'm willing to get up early and exercise, and I'm willing to make breakfast at our home so that, you know, I can balance out the experience. That's all I want you to do. I want you to think about these situations and these, these circumstances ahead of time. Not when you're just in the moment. Because in the moment, we have a tendency to go big or go home. It's all or nothing. It's either I cannot eat anything and I only have to eat salads every day. Or, hey, we're on vacation. We can do whatever we want. Let's just fill ourselves up with junk the whole time until we get sick and not want to move. Because we're on vacation. And I'll deal with it afterwards. Oh, there is always an intersect between your health goals and enjoying yourself. Your job is just to find it. And you find it by listing out and being very clear on what you want to do. And then it's easier to see where can you make the compromises and the negotiations. Remember. I say this all the time. This should not be news to you if you've listened to this podcast before. There is no separate weight loss diet and maintenance diet. Maintenance is just more of what you did in weight loss. Okay? So you got to make sure that the changes you're making are sustainable. That means you can do them five years from now. Always ask yourself that question. Can I see myself making this change five years from now? So we've got to make sure they're sustainable and we have to make sure it's enjoyable because if you don't like what you're doing, you're going to quit, right? We can't do this weight loss restrictive diet and then once we reach our goal, then learn how to do maintenance. It doesn't work that way. You have to practice while you're in the the journey of losing weight you have to practice all these things just because you wear a smaller size clothing does not mean all of a sudden you're going to make all these great choices and your head's going to you know be in the right mind space you have to practice those things so we want to make sure that when we're maybe trying to lose weight we're not being way too restrictive that we can't sustain it and that we hate the process I promise you guys, this stuff works, right? So many people are like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I still think I need to do keto. (laughs) No, no, I promise you. Listen to the expert here, all right? It does not work to do the super restrictive stuff. Now, the second step is to figure out what you don't want, right? Because there are... There are lists to be made for that, too. Like, what do I want to do? How do I want this to play out? And then on the flip side, what do I not want to do anymore? Or what am I not willing to do to make this work? Now, I'll give you two examples. One thing that I realized I wasn't willing to do anymore was talk bad about my body. I didn't want to bash my body anymore because it didn't feel good. And it sucked up a ton of time and attention and focus and energy and effort. It was just a lot of work always putting myself down anymore. And I just didn't want to do it. I saw people that were confident, people of all sizes that felt confident. And I'm like, I just want that. I just want to be able to, to appreciate my body for what it is, wherever it's at. You know, because it's been all over the place throughout the past, gosh, 17, 20 years around there. I'm trying to think how old my oldest is and going through pregnancies and postpartum and, you know, back in college. Gosh, we're talking about 20 years ago, you know, where I was, you know, my weight's been, you know, all up and down over the years. And I just didn't want to stop well, I, I didn't want to wish my life away always waiting for my life to start once I reached a certain size. I wanted to enjoy life in the moment. Even if I wasn't super excited about my weight, I still wanted to be able to be present and in the moment with my family, with my husband, with um, my clients and be authentic with them. I just, I wanted to have that. I knew I didn't want to s- go into that time suck anymore and so I realized okay then what do I need to do to make that happen and a lot of it was changing my script it was changing the way I talk to myself if I caught myself saying something negative I would immediately replace it with truth you know at least a neutral statement that's you know that's always the first step get yourself to neutral and then you can work on the body positivity Another thing I wasn't willing to do was count calories every day. I just know for me, it doesn't work. I get all excited like for the first two days. And then after that, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. All right. Well, at least be honest with yourself. If you're not willing to count calories every day, then it becomes really clear. What are you willing to do? Like for me, I'm willing to write out a plan every single morning takes me 30 seconds I'll do that before I journal for weeks and weeks and weeks on time Um, I think I've shared with you before I will journal in MyFitnessPal maybe once or twice a year for about two weeks just to see um, if I'm still being honest because your eyes get generous over time and usually that's enough for me I realize okay I can do this for the rest of my life I can journal for one to two weeks twice a year that's sustainable Okay, but I don't want to journal my food every day some people like to do that I'm not saying it's a bad practice again it's for awareness and ownership but once you have that you don't need to journal anymore you can move into a more intuitive lifestyle so you first figure out what do you want this to look like the second thing you figure out is what do you not want to do And in doing these lists, it becomes very clear what needs to be done. And if you need help with that, please, please, please reach out to me. Okay? You can set up an appointment. Most insurances cover visits with a dietitian. If I'm not in your area, find a dietitian in your area that you can talk to right? Meet with somebody on my team. We have such a talented group of dietitians at Bodymetrics. I am so proud of the work that they do. Meet with one of them. Figure it out. This is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. Help me find the way. Help me c- create a path that I can sustain and that I can enjoy because I want to enjoy the process, all right, and when you do this, it becomes really easy to find solutions. A lot of us are like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. It's too hard, and we put up all these walls. And when we're so busy saying that everything's hard and everything's so confusing, our brain shuts down and it's not able to come up with solutions. But when we are very honest with ourselves and very clear with our our agendas, and our goals, all of a sudden our brain can go into a creative mode and start coming up with possibilities. And that's what I want for you. All right. Figure out what you're willing to do, figure out what you're able to do. And then all of a sudden we go from a confused mindset to a motivated mindset, mindset. (laughs) right? All of a sudden it's, I can do this. I'm not willing to do this, but I will do that. I'm not willing to, you know, not eat cake for my kid's birthday. I want, I'm going to eat cake. So I'm willing to eat a salad beforehand so that I can enjoy that cake and have balance between a bunch of sugar and healthy foods. All of a sudden, you can get into that creative mode where you can come up with solutions. But we've got to be clear. Because if we're not clear, then everything's confusing. And when everything's confusing, it becomes almost an excuse to be paralyzed and not do anything. All right. I want you to feel motivated because you can do this. Absolutely. Now, I do want to make a final note about speed. What do I mean by speed? Well, realistic expectations of how long weight loss can take. You know, if you're very clear with what you want to do and what you don't want to do, and you're going to create a path which allows for you to enjoy the process, because it's important so you don't quit, um, we've got to let go of, I need to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. I need to lose 35 pounds in three months. Because it's my daughter's wedding. Or because I'm going on a vacation. What if I told you that you could be down 25 pounds at the end of the year? Would that make you happy? Let's say you don't have somewhere to go, you don't have a wedding, you don't have a, a vacation to go to. you're just looking to lose weight. What if I told you that you know, by the end of one year, you could be down 25 pounds? Would that make you happy? You know, for some people, the answer would be like, yeah, I, I'd love to be down 25 pounds by the end of the year. You know, the thought of being able to have that weight off and keep it off. Yeah, that sounds good. Sign me up. It's interesting because when I put it that way, it's very encouraging. But during the process of weight loss, what I see happens in my office is somebody loses one pound in a week or they lose two pounds in a month and they are frustrated beyond words. It's not working. I don't understand what's wrong. Why? You know, nothing is working. This is terrible. It's not, it's not good enough. It's not fast enough. What? Right. You have to remember, we all say it. You didn't put those 25 pounds on, you know, overnight. That was over time. And so it's going to take some time to take that weight off. So we say we're okay with losing 25 pounds in a year, but when we only lose two pounds a month, we're frustrated and say it's not working and why isn't it faster? I know that the way I teach weight management in my office is not the fastest way. I'll be straight up honest with you. It's not. There are many diets out there that can get you results a lot faster. But the way I teach weight management is sustainable and you can maintain it. That's the difference, right? The other difference is the way I teach it, you actually get to enjoy life. Because it's not so fast, it's not so super restrictive. And when it's not super restrictive, you get to do things like eat cake with your kids on their birthday, You get to learn how to go on vacation and enjoy some really great foods and also maintain your loss. You get to be down the 25 pounds at the end of the year and you get to keep that weight off instead of regaining it as soon as your event is over. That's the difference. I want you to enjoy the process and in doing that, we might not go as quickly I can almost promise you that you won't go back to that binge diet restriction cycle. I can't say a hundred percent. There are, you know, there's lapses at times and I understand that. But I want you to think about your expectations. And in doing so, connect it to what am I willing to do what am I not willing to do All right. remember let's just do this the right way one way the first time and then just get to live and experience and do all those great things with the people we love most alright so let's recap first you're going to think about what do you want to do what are you willing to do And then you're going to think about what you don't want to do, what you're not willing to do. And then based on all that information, you're going to find the intersect between your health goals and enjoying life. What does that look like? Find the intersect and enjoy the journey. Don't make it so super restrictive that you're not... You're not enjoying the people around you. You only get one go around in this life. I want you to live it to the fullest. All right, so I need to give you a recipe. And this one is a super simple one. This is an Asian grilled salmon. And what's even better is this one is made um, in a foil pack. So cleanup is simple. All you're gonna do is place uh, your salmon fillets, about one and a half pounds, Uh, in aluminum foil and turn up the sides you're going to like make a boat you know basically we're going to make a marinade and pour it over top just so that the marinade doesn't spill out then you're going to take a half a cup of scallions or green onions whatever you like to call them you can even use chives if you want chop them up and sprinkle them evenly over the salmon and then finally in a bowl you're going to whisk together two tablespoons of soy sauce one tablespoon of garlic minced, one tablespoon of sesame oil, and one tablespoon of minced ginger. All right, once you whisk that together, you're gonna pour it over the salmon, bring up the sides of that foil together and seal the edges so nothing, no liquid pours out. And then go ahead and put that foil pack on a grill or in your oven and cook over medium heat until that fish flakes, So roughly 20 minutes. And that's your recipe. Really simple. You can go ahead and make that with, um, I like making it with like that brown rice quinoa blend. And um, we've been eating a lot of asparagus lately because it's in our garden, but broccoli goes really well with this uh, dish as well. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. Again, if you need help figuring out solutions, please give us a call. All right. Um, our website is bodymetricshealth.com. You can find out uh, information about our practice, about what insurances we take. We would love to help you if you give us the chance. All right, guys. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review and share with others so we can reach and help more people for more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetrics health. The book nourish eat repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.